Welcome to the FM Global Resilience is a Choice podcast. I'm Steve McGrath. Although FM Global is one of the world's largest commercial property insurers, we rarely talk explicitly about insurance here, but we do talk about good executive decision making, so we're making an exception today. Specifically, we're worried that companies are failing to insure themselves for their full and true value, and that makes their businesses vulnerable. So says Jeff Bowman. He's FM Global's staff, senior vice president and chief underwriter. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Steve. Thank you very much for having me. So let's get right to it. What are businesses doing wrong around insurance? I'd like to start first with the management of the risk itself. And I think that's ultimately why when we're talking about the challenges of insurance and making sure that business purchase the right level of insurance, it needs to be that they've understood the size of the risk that they're exposed to. And that gets us down to one of the fundamental parts of the insurance transaction, reporting the values of the risk that they have. And reporting the value is also kind of what we colloquially say is what I'm insuring us for, right? It's the level of insurance capacity or coverage that you buy. Ultimately, the limit of coverage that's purchased is a decision that has to be made by the business who's looking at their own risk appetite and the kind of event that they want to visualize and manage. Insurance is just part of the overall enterprise risk management process. And one of the aspects of enterprise risk management is to be able to visualize the risks that your business are exposed to and make decisions on how you're going to manage that risk. So I'm thinking, I have, I have this um, skyscraper I want to ensure I could look at the cost to replace it and, and consider myself whole if that, that, is, you know, that building is rebuilt after, say, a fire or an earthquake. Or I could look at what's involved in keeping me in business, i.e. collecting rents, being able to pay off the mortgage every month, that sort of thing, right? So those could be two different numbers, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Let's take it. Let's take it. We're talking about an office building, but let's take it at a more, much more uh, uh, simpler level to look at. Let's say that both you and I own a beach house and we're sitting there having dinner one night and, we're, and our houses are side by each. And we're sitting there having dinner one night and we see that the weather report shows a hurricane's coming ashore. The question is whether or not both of us have enough insurance for that event. You happen to have bought the house 10 years ago. You may have taken out a mortgage based on the size of, based on your purchase price of that house 10 years ago. And you've continued to buy the same level of insurance. The problem is today that to replace that house is probably going to cost a lot more than it did 10 years ago. For you to understand the replacement cost, you have to visualize the labor that would take to rebuild it, the materials that would be available, any increased permitting that might have happened in the interim period of time. All of that would be different than what you would have had if you were to focus on your own internal accounting records on what it cost you to buy that property or even build that property 10 years ago. The message I'm getting here is that there are a lot of different ways to quantify the value of a property. Why is this important to get the number right? Yeah, and that number that we're talking about, that's the number when we often refer to as the insurance value, because it does represent what does it take to replace that property today? And more importantly, the reason why you own that is what is it the opportunities that you're getting by having that property available to you in order for you to generate revenues? 
we were to continue our conversation of that beachfront property, maybe it's a beachfront resort. If I can't rent my rooms during the next holiday season, then that's revenue I will have lost. If I have to go two seasons, that's two years worth of revenue I've lost. The challenge becomes what is the level of insurance I need to both replace that building if a hurricane comes ashore and also replace the revenue that I would have lost those two uh, vacation seasons, which would then translate to my balance sheet and my income statement. And if I've bought enough insurance, then I'm going to come out the other side of that period of time with my balance sheet and income statement with the same level of strength that my owners wanted had I not had that, the loss associated with that hurricane. What you say makes perfect sense about getting your value right so you're compensated right, but we've all heard instances of people intentionally or unintentionally undervaluing their assets, yet being made entirely whole by an insurance company. In other words, the client won and the client wasn't penalized for undervaluing their assets. So I guess what's the case for making sure you declare your assets correctly or your assets valued correctly? Well, certainly there is going to be some aspect of the way the loss is actually measured. You, you'll make your claim as a, as a, as a policyholder. You'll make the claim and subject to the terms of the contract, uh, the adjuster will find a way to apply that contract to the actual change uh, proofs that you've made. Now, you mentioned whether there was some regulation that might be involved. That's absolutely the case, but that would have been considered at the time you purchased the coverage. The real challenge is that you, as the owner of the property, have decided what you think the risk is worth to yourself and your business, and making sure that the level of insurance that you've purchased is enough to manage the size of that risk that you are exposed to. How pervasive is the problem of people failing to consider their total risk and ending up underinsured? the vast majority of the information available to people when they're looking at their assets comes from their accounting records. But what isn't obviously measured well is what is the cost of that property being rebuilt on any given day based on labor today, based on materials today, based on permitting today. All of that is not captured in those accounting records. The current environment that we have, all, all business leaders are struggling with trying to make projections on their business. Coming into the current period, there were an awful lot of businesses that had to find themselves repositioning how they were conducting business because their customers stopped purchasing or their, sale, their services were no longer needed because of the lockdowns. And the question is, when I'm trying to buy insurance for next year, do I look at the pre-pandemic number and say, I think my business will come back to that level and that'll be enough? Or have I got some sort of a structural change to my business such that I'm going to have a permanent increase in revenues, which is great, but now I need to have a higher level of insurance so that if that business is interrupted, I have the right level of coverage. And you were kind of touching on this, why different organizations of different sizes and scales, why they actually buy property insurance. For some, it's mere survivability to keep them in business. Others um, are prompted by regulation. Others are thinking prudently about risk management. And then uh, the biggest, most successful, most uh, international 
companies are thinking in terms of reputation and, and integrity. Um, did, did we get that right? Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Again, it is about the scale of your business, whether it's survivability at the low end of a, of a scale of business, whether it's simply cash flow, management of cash flow and achieving your strategic objective, if you're at the high end of that business, or whether you're trying to satisfy simply third-party interests in how well you're managing your risk, such as through a proof of insurance like a certificate. There's a variety of reasons why any business would want to purchase insurance. Make sure that you purchase the right amount of insurance for the risk that your business is, is facing. What final thought would you leave with people if you had to sum it up in a sentence? I think the challenge with insurance values is that too many times people boil it down to the the task and the technique and think it's all about the premium that's going to be charged. And yeah, actually, that is the basis for which the risk is being exchanged. So so the premium will be proportional, but we should be viewing values as a way for us to understand the risk. If you're the purchaser of the coverage, you want to make sure you have adequate coverage. If you're the insurance company accepting the risk, you want to be satisfied that you have the understanding of that risk so that you can meet your obligation that, that's outlined in the, in the policy. And if, if, if we come into the discussion about we want to understand the risk and the potential for these catastrophic losses, then we'll be able to solve whatever happens to be the incremental differences that pops up every once in a while during claims. Our guest today has been Jeff Bowman. He's FM Global's Staff Senior Vice President and Chief Underwriter. Thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate the time. Find more Resilience as a Choice podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other streaming services. Please like, share, rate, and leave us a comment.